Hey, y'all, we wanted to share with you some of the fun we've been having over on Patreon. For this Best of July, we're bringing you short clips from some of the bonus content from last month to give you an idea of everything you get when you sign up to support the show. First, we have a clip from a True Crime Headlines bonus content episode where we discuss the Idaho murder case as it approaches trial and how the judge, John Judge, must balance the public courtroom with a fair and just trial in a high-profile case. After that, we have a clip from our July Q&A where we're asked to tell our own Freaky Friday story, and Christy sort of let it slip that we were in danger one night on our patio and did not tell me at the time. Danger or maybe about to make a new friend. A new cryptid friend. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have a clip from an unpopular opinions bonus content episode that garnered more comments on the Patreon post than maybe any other episode we've ever done. We go on an unforgettable journey with a certain jade egg. And, well, that's all you need to know. (laughs) The rest, famous one. (laughs) We won't spoil it for you. You just got to hear it for yourself. But there are sound effects. (laughs) There are sound effects. Lastly, we have a clip from a new segment that we tried out where we answered some choice Ask Reddit posts for ourselves. This clip, we found ourselves discussing movie soundtracks that are far superior to the movie that they accompany. Join us on Patreon today to get ad-free regular episodes, hundreds of hours of audio and video bonus content, on-demand archives of the video live streams, and so much more. You'll also get to be a part of all the fun we'll have throughout the rest of the year. And an annual subscription to our Patreon gets you immediate access to the bonus content, plus a free month of membership. To join our Patreon and check out all these perks, head to the link in the episode description or go to Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon on the top banner to sign up today. Also, you can join for free to stay in the know about what content we're releasing. We also occasionally post content for everyone, including our free members to enjoy. So check it out. And so his attorneys are arguing that there is no DNA evidence in any of his apartment, office, home, or vehicle. The gag order, though, it was released also, or was not released, was lessened. So it only applies to the direct parties because kind of the issue was it was overly broad and was keeping some of the victim's families from speaking to the media as freely as they want. And now... They there another filing came out that there was a uh, a ruling on the issue of cameras in the courtroom. So starting in May, there were 20 different media outlets, including I mean, it's everybody you've ever heard of, like the Associated Press, like ABC, CBS, all the affiliates, the New York Times, all asked for a, a motion to vacate uh, the gag order saying that there was going to be a ban on cameras in the courtroom. They have finally agreed that it's right now there will be some cameras allowed in the courtroom right now. And I think the issue is that the court's trying to balance ensuring the proceedings are open to the public because it's obviously a public courtroom, but also wanted to consider and make sure that he gets a fair trial. And because it is a death penalty trial and it's such a high profile case that I think they don't want anything to go wrong to mess it up that yeah. because there were cameras, it made the jury biased and therefore that this should be, he should, he anything deserves to throw trial. it out on. Yeah. So it says, you know, for now on June 23rd, the judge, John C judge, 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 his oops. name is judge, judge. Yes. It's judge, judge. Fuck yeah. This is who you need on this case is judge, 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 judge. He was born a judge literally. Um, <laughs> 
How can you not be a judge if your last name is Judge? It's like my law school classmate. His name is Jennifer Justice, and she's a city councilor right now in her, in Richardson. But we are all like, you have to be a justice of a court somehow. Like you <laughs> have to be justice, justice, justice. justice? Come you on, have to. you if have to. If your last name is a profession, you have to be that. Do That's that profession. Rule. Yeah, you she's councilwoman to. justice, which is also it sounds like a hero, superhero, honestly. But <laughs> That's she should dope. be justice justice but judge judge <laughs> said for now cameras in the courtroom are still allowed but it's subject to change just depending you know i think it, it might be a, a case like with paul flores where they let one single camera in and then quiet journalists and then all of the news outlets have to share that one feed mm-hmm. um because you know you just don't want to have the defense come back later you know appellate attorneys come back later and go oh well you know there was so much noise it was this juror said it was distracting or whatever it would be a three ring circus for sure i mean yeah if you if you think the murdoch trial captivated the nation i feel like this one is going to be right up there too it's um going to be a spectacle for sure and my all my thing always with the cameras is just still make it respectful to the families that are in there because they're about to hear and see the worst shit you can imagine and we don't need a camera in their face capturing their grief yeah you're exactly right making sure it's angled away from the victim's families or to the extent they want it to be some of them may want to say no i want you to see i was there but it's it should be their right you're right they should get to choose and also yeah making sure like they did in the murdoch case where the cameras are turned away from the grisly evidence just so people aren't gawking at it and you know it's under i'm sure under seal even covering the um screen that's on the tables where prosecution and defense sense so the people in the behind them can't see because yeah you don't need to see that kind of stuff these are the types of cases that if i was called on the jury oh man just you can't unsee this you know you can't unhear these things and these are just regular people that aren't used to that kind of stuff so it's a lot right it's not going to be a forensic pathologist i Mm -hmm. mean it might be on the jury but a lot of times it's whoever you live next door to it's just yeah. your next door neighbor a retiree, you. A imagine you having to look at the yeah. most gruesome awful pictures ever and then hear all about these horrible injuries uh, it's not i don't know how you ever really sleep again peacefully after that no i don't think so because it is it's it will haunt them i'm sure mm-hmm. and one of the things that um uh, on the very final hearing, the, the most recent hearing on June 27th, the defense was arguing that they actually haven't received all discovery. Despite our previous uh, episode, we talked about it was like 10,000 documents and 9,000 pictures. The defense is arguing that they are still, things are still being withheld. The state is saying, we're just not done yet. Like we have to do reports and we'll send you the reports. The reports just aren't finished. So whatever you think we have, we might still have it. We're just giving it to you as soon as possible, as much as possible. Um, but that was that argument. And he also, he didn't enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. He just stood there. So the court enters not guilty on his behalf. Does that then make the defense will in their opening statement say like this man did not do this or do they just say his DNA? Are you very careful in how you present that? So you're not like flat out saying he's innocent. He didn't do it. You're just kind of saying we can't prove that he did it. Yeah, it's like kind of what we talked about in the Khalil, the Khalil Wheeler Weaver episode, where 
as an attorney, you don't want to necessarily stand up and be like, my client didn't do this. If you have actual knowledge, you might stand up and say, the state has such a flimsy case. They're trying to connect this unconnected man. He says he's never even seen these people before in his life. So saying he's never seen them is different than saying he says he's never even seen them. Mm -hmm. And so I think if they can stand up and say, the evidence will show there is no forensic d DNA of the any of the victims in his car. If he had done such a horrible crime, don't you think he would have had some sort of a trace evidence in his house or car? Well, then it's up for the prosecution to say, we did extensive testing of the carpet in his Hyundai Elantra, and we found more bleach per square inch than any other automobile. You know, and then the jury mm -hmm. can put two and two together and go, oh, of course there was no evidence. And show pictures of he was cleaning out his car mm -hmm. day after the murders happen and stuff yeah and like here he is at his parents house and he threw this big bag of shit in this parents uh garbage and the fbi dug through it and found 53 clorox wipes or whatever so mm -hmm. i think you're right the the prosecution will try to poke holes in whatever the the, the defense is so far i have not seen any filings that there's a an alternative suspect that the defense plans to bring up, but that might be something that they reveal closer to trial. I did notice that then one of their motions, the defense asked for all training records for the officers that were responding mm. and 50, 50 either they're going to try to say there was some sort of chain of custody issue with the knife sheath and say, Oh, they oopsied and they should have been trained in yada, yada. Or they really, like, don't have anything else. And mm -hmm. a lot of times you see, like, Alec Murdoch, for instance, of trying to say, well, you probably weren't trained or you messed that up. Or, or you, you walked through this crime scene. It wasn't secure. Everybody was trampling through shit. Yeah. You should have worn booties on your feet. And they're like, well, we never wear booties outside. You know, our training says blank. So they'll try to poke holes. It's just a, you know, kind of a customary defense tactic. The only thing I can think, aside from just not having much else, is trying to attack the one single piece that does link him to the, the crime mm -hmm. scene. And at the end of the day, I will, I hope that he goes down for this. Absolutely. And I really hope that it's his own fault that he left that knife sheet there because I think that will shatter the myth that he was some super genius mm -hmm. that was like totally planned it and totally got away and it was a super genius when he like physically left his DNA at the scene and also just you can't fight technology so On yeah the there was the the thing that well before this happened i don't remember what happened a couple months ago but something happened and i like feel like i've been seeing like shadow people <laughs> And I, I stay over at your house so late sometimes, <laughs> so late. It's never been like a, a bad feeling, though. But then it got to be happening a lot to where the other Great. day I said, I think something's going on in the house. And Tommy was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. But I just but also like a lot of times it happens when I'm high. And I think so I chalk it up to like I'm just high and paranoid or you know, you see stuff that isn't there. So, um, but then the other night I was in the studio at late at night and I was like arranging some crystals and thing on the bookshelf where like there's a lot of witchcraft mm -hmm. and stuff like that books. And in the closet right next to me, there was, I thought it was a knock mm -hmm. and it was, it, I don't usually, like, get scared like that, but I <laughs> ran to the bedroom and woke <laughs> up Tommy, and I was like, you have to come in here. I just heard a noise. I was like, 
And he, because he is the unflappable Tommy Brown, he decided just, I'm going to write a novel about his life and turn it into Paris will direct the film. And uh, he went in and opened it. Nothing. It was fine. Yeah, was he's, he's a legend. Diana makes a great point. What if you're more susceptible to the spirits while you're high? Your guards are down. You're, you're the stability center. I also center. saw something the other night. What the fuck? What did you see? Why did you tell me? That happened almost every week, almost every night of the week over there. I, I heard Tommy think, say, by the way, to your brother, I was going to the bathroom and, and Tommy was like gaming with your brother. And he's like, yeah, that was Heather. No, she was telling me about that toad out there. Because I, I just <laughs> ran in the room and was like, he's in the moss house. And then he got out. And now he's standing next to the little acorn thing from Ella's room. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? Because he was gaming and talking to Christy's brother. And then he was like, oh, no, it's okay. You can tell me because he's very nice. And then I went to the bathroom and then I heard him on the thing. And he goes, yeah, she comes over. <laughs> Oh, for almost every night. <laughs> but he like said it. It was like very uh, matter of fact and not like she's almost always over. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, she's over here all the time. And I'm like, thanks, man. What the yeah. fuck did you see in the yard? I don't. I. What did I, you see in the yard? What was it? And I, what have I been over there since? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? You got to tell that fucker that. You gotta tell motherfucker if you ask him over to their house and there's ghouls around? I don't think. Wait, have you. Maybe it was the night of the moss house. So maybe you have. I was over there the night of the moss house. I know, I mean, after. Oh, okay. You were outside when this happened and I chose not to say anything. (laughs) It's only now that I'm realizing maybe I should have, but I. Thought I was doing the right you thing. You waited till we're live with a hundred people to be like, hey, don't freak out. Okay, let me stay fucking cool, man. Let me stay cool. I'm just going to stay cool while you tell me that I was in the presence of I a ghoul. A ghoul, I say. I don't think it was. I don't know. It was. I turned to look. Shit. <laughs> I'm dead. We gotta turn the live stream off. I can't. The podcast is over. Oh my gosh. Oh, I've been betrayed. No, okay. So I looked to see, I was laughing at a comment. I looked to see in the general direction of where John Hopper stays. And further from that, um, I thought I saw something. Describe it. Peek around from the side of the house. If I had to describe it, it would. I, it was so fast. It was white and like the Fresno Nightcrawler. Maybe. <laughs> it could have been a Fresno goddamn fucking Nightcrawler. No, it could have been a Frisco Nightcrawler. <laughs> probably walked on down the doorway, <laughs> and I missed it. If it was bad, I would have wanted I to see it. Feel and if it was good, I would have wanted to see it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's even better. I could have helped. I think I think it was all in my head. So that's why I didn't say anything because I was like, that's silly. <laughs> all I've ever wanted is to see a cryptid. <laughs> I don't think it was. And it probably wasn't encrypted. It was probably a ghost. <laughs> well, I've seen plenty of those. I don't think it was. I think, I don't know. We're going to need to do some get the fuck out spells. I don't, I don't know if I wanted to leave. 
This is how they get in the family. (laughs) I'm going to go over there one night and they're going to be like, come in, Heather. We've been waiting for you. And I'm like, why do you guys look like that? And they're like, come in. The children are awake. We're ready for the sacrifice. (laughs) I don't think it. I've never felt like um, threatened or anything. That's good. It does. I mean, I don't get a bad vibe except for the fucking Jack Nicholson head (laughs) on your fucking bookshelf, which are a fully fucking curse. Maybe they're cursed. And that's why this. Uh, has been happening since they came into life. Well, my Freaky Friday story is one time I was in a trial and it was a terrorist and whatever. <laughs> anyway, next question. <laughs> Stupid. Because I didn't see even any cryptids at all. So, fine. I don't want you to think I saw a Fresno and I called because I did not see anything walking. It was like this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Like, it was just like if somebody was wearing something white, like a traditional stereotype ghost. Like a legit ghost. And then just like did a little half half thing around. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll keep my eyes peeled next time. (laughs) Lindsay said ghosts don't do that. Well, thank you, Lindsay. I don't think it's a ghost. I think it was all in my head. Um, Wait, scroll down. (laughs) Sounds like what? I don't know if it was a joke or real. Um... Oh, a dick bag. No, yeah. <laughs> no, Diana said his Jack Nicholson head's worse than the Blues Brothers. Yeah, no, so much. No, God, landslide. they're By so small. <laughs> how many, brothers. explain to me how many times the Blues Brothers hatcheted anybody to death. Zero times. That and was that character he So played. was that character. It's oh, the evil okay. character. No, it's the size for me. Oh, the tiny heads are worse. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine them just hopping around? Those <laughs> things can hold you down and just suffocate you with their giant brothers? hands. Yes. They probably could. Strangle you. Oh, 100%. They're hollow inside, though. You just got to do the middle. You got to punch hard enough to get right through. <laughs> you got to go like the crow in the gut. <laughs> go in and get that liver. Oh. Get that liver. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> Great always feel like the guests on his show are having a really good time like they're yes. they're thrilled that they got asked to be there which is the yeah. mark of a great interviewer yeah he's um th- you're exactly right they're happy to be there unless you're jake gyllenhaal and your head's too far up your own ass to have or a good time. gwyneth paltrow when she came on heather goes you think she's got a jade egg shoved up her <laughs> vagina right now Probably. She's Probably just thinking just stays about up there. That's why her face is looking like that. She's like, keep it tight. God. Don't let it fall out. God, if it fall, fell out on the carpet at oh, the that's grandma, it. don't clunk. <laughs> and then it just <laughs> do, 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 rolls down the stairs. Like, I'm sorry, was that a jade egg that just fell out of your vagina? <laughs> She's like, no, I think it was. Somebody go over there and get that. Is that that jade egg? And don't then somebody it. picks don't, it up and it's like, it. blah, blah, blah. It just falls out of their hand because it's slimy. And For it some just reason, keeps rolling down. <laughs> it rolls and rolls. All of a sudden, it rolls up to Buckingham Palace. It rolls the out guards. of the <laughs> studio door all the way to Buckingham Palace. And it we gets, get to see rolls, its adventures along the way. <laughs> it rolls onto a red bus, like a double-decker red bus, up the stairs <laughs> to the very top of the red bus. So it can see out. It doesn't have eyes, but it wants to see out. And then it rolls down the stairs. And then, God, the, the guards at Buckingham Palace, they can't laugh. Or no, they just got to... They, their <laughs> face stays forward, but their eyes <gasps> just kind of go down. And you just see their eyes follow it as it rolls through the gates and into one the of them palace. Goes, he goes, is that the jade egg from Gwyneth Paltrow's plan? And he goes, oh, I think it is. Can we stop it? I don't think we can stop it. <laughs> we can't just let it in. It's gone now. It's gone. The queen. The queen. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> Who? Oh, 
Prince Charles, well, you know Prince Charles is going to want this. And then later, Camilla, uh, Camilla's like, um, where did that jade egg go that rolled in the door earlier? And Prince Charles is like, oh, I don't know. This is very bizarre. I don't know where it could be. Anywhere. Cut to a few hours later, he's just in his private bathroom with his jade egg, just holding it like, uh, I can do it. My, my pretty... Mm-hmm. He's like, you'll, you'll tell me how to take mummy's place, won't you? What do I do? What do I do? They're like, the king has a new vizier. He's got a new person he asks for advice, and he won't tell us who it is. Um, Prince, we need you. Or king, I'm sorry. Yes. I've told you, I'm now the king. Stop calling me prince, for fuck's sake. I've been the king for a while now sorry we're never gonna get used to it but anyways we need your uh decision on something i need i must consult my um newest uh advisor and i need everybody to leave the room so i can do that oh do you think we should leave the room i don't know we can't stop him <laughs> i think the two guys from the front are still just wandering around buckingham palace trying to catch the egg so they don't get in trouble because they're worried they're gonna get oh, busted man meanwhile gwyneth paltrow has started to turn into at the end of beetlejuice when they just start sinking into skeletons. all of her powers are in that egg on she's like midas <laughs> apple's like mommy no once the egg is out, she turns to stone. She can't <laughs> exist without it. She's on her deathbed, and her child, Apple, is above her, and she's going, Egg, Egg, is that you? And it's like, No, Mom, oh, my name's Apple. Apple. I Apple. know who you are. I was asking for Egg. <laughs> she turns to dust. That's her fa- final breath, is just Egg. And then she dies. Meanwhile, Prince Charles starts aging in reverse because somehow he shoved that jade egg up his ass. <laughs> He's like, I just need a few more minutes. Have y'all noticed that the king, first of all, I almost said prince, but I don't want to get a lashing again. Has anybody noticed that the king has been even more uptight than usual? It's like he's got something, a stick up his ass. It doesn't seem quite like a stick, though. It seems more round. No, it round. doesn't. You're right. It seems more rounded and smooth. I feel like if it was a stick, every time he fought it, it would shoot out. But it's been, seems the farts have been going off the top of it, <laughs> running around it. They've just floated right over it. Wow. Anyway. All right. <laughs> speaking of unpopular opinions, <laughs> we've got a last one for you guys. I don't even remember what that last one was. Ah, Graham Norton. We see we can talk about yada, yada, yada. Anyway, okay. we got here. Final one is from Bailey. Hi, Bailey. Thank Hi, you. Hi, Bailey. I hate McDonald's Diet Coke. What movie soundtrack is better than the film itself? Oh, that's a good question. Because we were talking the other night about movie soundtracks that we yeah. dug. Yeah. Um, some of those came to mind. Well, Garden State might be one for me. Okay. I listened a lot to that soundtrack, but I wasn't, I thought the movie was really overrated. It has a great lineup. There's Remy Zero, Carrie Brothers, The Shins. I love The Shins. Simon and Garfunkel, uh, Colin Hay. This is a great Iron and Wine. Such yeah, it's great a really heights. good soundtrack. Yeah, you're right. Garden State is a fantastic soundtrack. 
I don't, I, I think I've only seen the movie like once or twice, but I just remember thinking that it was one of those movies that it had so much hype around it. And it was one of those where you feel like you have to say that it was really cool and hip or else you won't look cool and hip. Now I'm way older and I wouldn't care. But at the time, I probably felt obligated to be like, oh, yeah, the Zach Braff Garden State. It's a phenomenal. Yeah, I feel like that was the movie that if you ever at all said in the when it first came out, like, I don't know, it's kind of sucked. They'd be like, you just don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get Garden State, which I get for some people. <laughs> they It just like sings to them. And I hope that it sings this, the loudest song to their soul and they love it. But yeah, it's interesting. That it's not just like, oh, you must not have liked it. It's like, you just don't understand it. Idiot. Yeah. I don't know anything about film. What about no. you? Um, I would say The Wedding Singer, which I loved that movie in general. But the, it, as far as like cinematic hit, for, you know, it's not like the Star Wars or something. Yeah. It's a good rom-com movie, but it has a solid lineup of 80 songs on the soundtrack. Nice. And then obviously the gold with you song that he wrote for her in the movie is really sweet. And that's on the soundtrack. Is, I've uh, never seen it. Well. I've <gasps> seen clips of it. I love I've, The, oh, the I've Wedding Singer. Clips. That's Adam Sandler, right? Oh, yeah. And Drew Barrymore, which you're not the hugest Drew Barrymore. No, I'm not the hugest Adam Sandler fan. Uh, I like Adam Sandler as a person. Mm -hmm. I don't like... I'm over that character. Like, at the time, I was like, oh, this is fun. But now, like, I can't go back and watch, like, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and all that. It just, like, irks me. And I think that was the problem with The Wedding Singer is that, you know, it came out in... Um, it came out well after those films. It came out in 1998 and he was pretty much a one trick pony as far as Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. I mean, they're funny in their own rights, but you're right. It is kind of the same character. And the wedding singer is like, I was like, I'm in love with Adam Sandler. I think he's beautiful. I went through an Adam Sandler phase after this because it's so not that character. He doesn't mm. do any of the like, oh, yeah, he's like sexy. He's kind of sexy oh, and funny. Okay. And like, I thought he, I thought he was like, um, Looked like an 80s kind of, like your typical 80s wedding singer. Yeah, he has like a goofy kind of curly hair, Mm -hmm. but the character that he plays is like earnest and sweet and really loves the Drew Barrymore character and he does the right thing when he's given the chance and it's really like a solid rom-com where you're like, oh, you guys fucked this up being like, it's an Adam Sandler Mm rom-com where people would think, oh, I'm going to watch him do that same thing again. And it was totally different. So after that, I went through an Adam Sandler phase. I got very into um, any of his movies, but this one in Mr. Deeds is the same where he kind of has like a, it's a different persona where he's not that like, ooh, yeah. kind of thing. I love him as an actor. I think, um, God, uh, uncut gems. especially like in the past, like 10 years, he's done some outstanding roles. Yeah, Uncut Gems was Uncut Gems was great. Yeah, made me so nervous. Like it, oh, that's yeah. how good of a movie it was. It like made me sick to my stomach to watch it. Punch Drunk Love is good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, did he do something recently? I feel like he did another dramatic film recently. He's also just supposed to be like the nicest guy on the planet, which makes me. I'm, I'm always like I like actors and celebrities more when I learn that about them. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. He did in 2019. He did Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston, which I loved. I don't and think I was, saw that. Oh, it's so funny. It's it's pretty funny. I, I love mean, Jennifer I watched Aniston. It. Yeah, I watched it once. It's on Netflix. And then they just came out with a murder mystery, too. So I'll probably oh, watch that. Okay. But like even it, Hubie Halloween was like borderline back to that Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison kind mm-hmm. of character. But it was from a it's a much more elevated take on it. And I feel like it had a lot more heart and it was written more thoughtfully of like 
framing the character as someone that was beloved and not like the punchline of like Waterboy was like mm-hmm. the punchline of the joke. He was kind of beloved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Hubie Halloween is more like we love this person for who they are and we appreciate who they are in our community. So it's cool to see somebody too who had comedy that was maybe like uh, not, you know, it was tip-toed. great at the time. I, yeah. I mean, he was great on SNL. He came out with that album. Oh man, it God must damn. have been like 95. Oh my. Do you remember God. that with the goat? Yeah. I we would listen to that all the fucking time in high school. Like we would just like park and just listen to this like album. I was obsessed with What the Hell Happened to Me, which was the album where he's on the cover as a little boy like holding I think like a guitar or something and there's a bit on it that is so stupid that I remember god when did what year did that even come out in was this but, the one where the kid couldn't walk up the stairs that I do not that remember that may have been on the other one I'm talking about that had something to do with a goat there was a whole bit about a goat no the one I'm thinking of from what the hell happened to me is called sex or weightlifting and he's do you remember that one I imagine you call someone and you're like no. were they just having sex or weightlifting no so it's like a man on the street and he's like hey I'm Barry and I'm gonna ask average people if they can listen to a recording and tell me whether it's sex or weightlifting yeah. and then you would hear That's people fun. be like I'm fucking I'm fucking and he'd be like nope they were doing bench presses <laughs> it's just <laughs> stupid it's just really ridiculous That's she'd fun. be like oh my god do me harder and he would be like they were doing a butterfly dumbbell curl that's fun I gotta look so. up what the other one was I'm gonna say 1993 1995 probably Adam Sandler let's what see what the hell happened to me was 1996 the one I'm thinking of okay Billy Madison was 95 they're all gonna laugh at you that's okay. the one I'm thinking of so that came out oh my gosh it has 3.2 stars <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> it did not hold up. Oh, uh, what? Assistant Principal's Big Day. I vaguely remember that one. The Longest P, I remember that. The Thanksgiving Song. God, there's a lot of things that don't hold up on this. That might be why it has The Beating of a High School Janitor. The Beating God. of a High School Bus Driver. The Beating of a High School Science Teacher. Fatty McGee is the one that is walking up the stairs. Also, does not hold up. No. That I do not recall. Gosh. Yeah, this this wouldn't, this isn't something that would come out today. Yeah, probably not. It was a different time back then. <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot of good answers down here, though. If you were looking for some, uh, I always think of Adam Scott's character in Parks and Rec where he tells... Um, Aubrey Plaza I love the soundtrack because it's like a mix CD made for me just by my favorite movie director and she was like I'm gonna throw up (laughs) it does feel like that but yeah people said Perks of Being a Wallflower Tarzan they didn't have no right to go that hard on Tarzan Tarzan I have watched that movie a lot recently so Tarzan um, really yeah uh, Simon is in a a monkey face so anything with monkeys but it is a good soundtrack for yeah, sure. Like I said, they Phil did Collins. not need to go. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't need on to that. Perks of being a wallflower, I've never seen, and I don't think I've heard it either. Um, I think a lot of these are good. Um, like it's like a mixtape, like like the. <laughs> oh, exactly what he said. Uh, I will throw out Five Hundred Days of Summer because oh, fantastic! I'm not gonna watch it because I don't like those types of movies, but the soundtrack is good. Same with like um, 
any of those like pixie dream girl movies i'm not into but yes. i will listen to the music oh yeah you're right here comes your man by megan smith please please let me get what i want regina specter is on 500 days of summer black lips oh this is a great record yeah bookends by simon and Gar- garfunkel 500 Days of Summer soundtrack. It's right up there with Garden State, I think, where you're like, mm-hmm. I might not want to watch the movie again, but I really love this song. I feel like there's also another one that's in that same type of genre, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. What are some others people say? Uh, Batman Forever. I don't know what that one is. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me right now? What's the Which which Batman is that? Batman Forever with, I've been kissed by a Seal? rose on It was the, the Batman. That one was George Clooney, Batman. Okay. I feel like that song has become a punchline, and I like it in that regard. Like, if it comes on and it's a sing-along. But I never enjoyed that when it came out. And if it came on the radio, I would change it. Damn. If I was by myself. If I was with others, we might do a sing-along. Like but a I funny never, sing-along. Yeah, I've never liked it. Yeah. And final one, Purple Rain, of course. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. uh, that movie. <laughs> it's hard to get through. Wow, Prince but the music. did a lot of things great. Acting wasn't as you know he wasn't Not as good there. at that as as he was at making music. But it's still a wild, iconic '80s film. But the oh, soundtrack for sure beats. And if the we're movie. going Prince, the Batman original 1989 soundtrack, Prince also wrote all that, and it was oh, very really? very good. Yes. I did not know that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Oh, the scene in the original Batman where Jack Nicholson plays the Joker and is spray painting the entire museum while dancing to Party Man and the guy has a boombox. That was like transformative as a kid. Yeah, that that soundtrack did not have a right to go that hard and it did. But that's Prince (laughs) for you, man. He's just like, you want a soundtrack? I'll blow your mind. I'll make you a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. well that's our ask reddit segment so our question to you did you like it if so we'll do it again if not sorry if you liked what you heard consider supporting the show on patreon by clicking the link in the episode description or heading to sinisterhood.com and clicking patreon in the top banner thanks so much for listening and keep it creepy sinisterhood